Okay, hello and welcome to uh, another instance of Ada Mike's Monday Night Wars uh, with uh, with Ada, of course, uh, and and you, Mike. Hello. So, uh, so this week we'll be looking at uh, the September the eleventh, nineteen ninety five editions of both Raw and and um, and Nitro because Raw is is back after the possible tennis, possible dog show incident. Uh, so yeah, so obviously that's uh, that's to come. First, we'll do a little bit of of what was happening in the world, by which I mean the US and, uh, and the UK, around about those kind of times. So, having... well, firstly, can I just apologise for my drunkenness on the? Uh, on no, the you may one. not. Okay. So on to news. <laughs> on to news. Uh, so in the US, there was uh, MTV Music Awards were were in the week in between the two. Apparently, Tom Petty and uh, Madonna won. I like Tom Petty. I know he likes. And Tom I like Petty, Madonna. Yeah, I'm not huge on Madonna. Tom he Petty. Hates his stuff. I like. Tom. Yeah, fair enough. Tom Petty's good lad. Big fan of of, of American good Girl. Super that's Bowl, good Super Bowl. Super Bowl halftime show. I didn't know much of him until I watched that. Yeah, one. I mean that's fair that's enough. Good. Like, I mean he he did do a solid show. Like a lot of those guys do. Like all like you know. The kind of stadium rock type people. Well, you know more about American football than I do, but it, it seems just, a happy just fit. goes with it. Yeah. To be fair, Bruno Mars has done a good, solid job for times he's done it. Bit, bit weird, bit showy, but but decent. Not his biggest fan, but you know, he's uh, he's, he's he's done done good at that. Right. So the only other real real thing that happened in, in the week was some kind of space shuttle launch. Like I think it was Endeavour Nine, so it wasn't really going anywhere. But you know. Might have been going up to the space station or something. It wasn't, wasn't that exciting. And then, interestingly, according to the internet, there was no news in the UK. Nothing happened. Quiet week. Uh, apparently so. I even looked into what was going on on TV and also nothing. So, um, yeah, don't know if records were destroyed or, or what, but nothing remains to, to, to let us know what happened in uh, the second week of September 1995. So, moving on to, to, to sport, uh, we... We actually talked a bit about tennis last time, but the the US Open finals were were the the, the weekend before, so the weekend of, of the the ninth of tenth. Uh, Graf beat Sellers actually. After the US yeah, so this is this is after. So Sellers is, I think it was her first Grand Slam back after the um after the incident. Yeah, and she she got to the final, but uh, but then Graf uh, Graf did her over. Hmm. And uh, in the, the men's, Sampras beat, beat Andre Agassi. Uh, How old were they both in that final? My uh, Graf and Salas? No, uh, Agassi and Sampras. I don't really know. Is that so, at the beginning of their, their rivalry? Or it would be kind of in the middle, I think. So they were both they were both kind of 90s guys, weren't they? They were both early to, to late 90s. I mean, Sampras clocked out about 2001, I think. I guess he went a bit longer, so they'd have been pretty young. We've been quite early on, but I mean, really setting the so tone. I guess he would have still had hair then. Oh, don't know. I mean, he must have won Wimbledon around then, like a few years after. He, he might, was he... wearing those. Remember, I had those um, weird Agassi tennis shorts. Yeah, yeah, I mean, which were like were. spandex. Yeah, you did not look good in those. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't lie to you; they they were pretty appalling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that was uh, that, that was sport. Um, the only other thing actually that that I uh, that I found was that was that week was was the game where the from the match of football soccer where Renny Higita did his, his scorpion kick thing, which was responsible for half the population nearly breaking and <laughs> yeah. trying to replicate like, it. Everyone in the world trying try to do it. But my favourite thing about the scorpion kick is that it, it, it in no way counted. Cause, well, like, the ref blew up for Yeah, something. yeah, so it, 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 it in no way counted for, for anything, which I think is part of the reason he did it. I think he knew it was, um, like, the, the match was, was, was stopped. Yeah, he could so. fuck up if... Yeah, and no one would really care. But, I mean, to be fair, it was impressive. I've not really seen anyone do anything even vaguely similar since. Because of how, I mean, there's just no point. He could have just stood if, there and caught it. If I remember, all over the press, it was about how spectacular it was. But I think if an English player did that, yeah, but get a bit of a talking to about being. I mean, because it is like it is totally needless. As in, like, it can only go badly. The, the ball was going right at him. It wasn't like a wasn't a hard thing to say. If you don't know what it is, 
look, Google it. Yeah, so, but, I mean, Scorpion Kick's a pretty good description. He, he does, like, he kind of does the worm, but, like, kicks a ball with his back legs. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's it it's good. Like, it still gets showed to, to this day. It's like, you know, it's a real one-of-a-kind football. He was one of those season. goalkeepers, Yeah, he, did, an eccentric, uh, is that Well, word? I mean, eccentric it is always applied to people who are, you know, Sometimes they they dribble a bit more than they should. Like Renny Higuita was actually mental. Like if you if you look him up, he did like he was he was criminally. I don't think so. Like I don't I I think he he might have been in with some Colombian stuff, but obviously I don't want to I don't want to say he was without proof because because that is slander. So uh, so yeah. Um, what what do you mean by Colombian stuff? I mean, I think you don't, all... don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, not just slander. Yeah, there's... other repercussions. Yeah, I mean, there's repercussions, but I and don't. Racist profiling. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm not racially profiling uh, Colombians, except I am. But like, I, I'm not really. Uh, so yeah, what's about with sport? Um, music, it's just banter, isn't that? Yeah, what? It's, yeah, it's just banter. It's just banter. That makes it okay, apparently. Um, I'll not say banter again. I hate that. No, no. And if you shorten it in any way, then you should basically be put down. <laughs> like, I mean, just, just, just no. So there'll be no bants or banter. Yeah, because or... if there's any bants, I'm having you put down, Mike. I'm not in a bants mood today, but fair enough. We'll, we'll crack on. Yeah. So anyway, so in terms of to of music, UK chart almost exactly the same as it was the week before. You are not alone. Still top. Country House and uh, and Roll of It still in amongst it. Uh, the only other thing which is "Can I Touch You There" by uh, by Michael Bolton. This is a song that I've always found hilariously amusing. <laughs> if you want, <laughs> yes. So yeah, whatever, Mike. I was thinking weird. today actually because um, I was recalling the last podcast. Hmm. Um, not that I can remember much of it, but I, I was thinking about Michael Jackson and has your enjoyment of his songs changed because of what mike well, what are you referring to <laughs> because of uh no it hasn't actually is is the honest dad so i like to be fair you are not alone never was never I mean, one he, of my favorites he, he is officially innocent of all yeah allegations yeah uh, yeah of course so but but yeah i mean he's I mean, it, at the very least he was a bit strange um but yeah, no, I'd like his early stuff, the Jackson 5 stuff, and a lot of his 80s stuff I'd still really enjoy. Billy Jean still gets me up on that dance floor. Don't you think, like, lesser people have had mud, well, mud sticking a lot more than... Yeah, I, seem, I mean... I, well, there's nothing to forgive. I was going to say he seems to have been forgiven a lot easier than others, but, you know, officially there's nothing to yeah, forgive. Yeah, it hasn't but... really tied him. I mean, I think a lot of it came after he would really kind of stop making music on any kind of regular basis which probably helps because mm. he was already you know he's, he's already a big star and everything uh, anyway uh i'll be there for you is, is on there as well obviously this was is the juggernaut that was friends yeah so this was was real real friends time uh, i think um probably the biggest tv show i've been alive for yeah yeah i mean it would it was really huge like it's still on Still on over here on Comedy Central, like on a pretty regular basis for a, a show that's I mean, over there. I guess we had less old. choice then because there were there were mm. fewer channels and fewer things being made. But it was like the Big Bang Theory times a thousand. Yeah, and it was really like a, the first few series of it were, were really good. Everyone watched it as well. Yeah, they really, yeah, like everybody watched it. So, like you say, I think the amount of choice these days, there's you know, there's. It happens less. Game of Thrones is pretty big, to be fair. That is that is big. But anyway, moving on. So over in the, the US, there was uh, Gangsters Paradise was was number one by uh, and I'll not which was the, uh, the theme song for Dangerous, for Dangerous Minds. Minds. Yeah, which is uh, which is still in the box office. Uh, it's at number two now. It's been replaced at number one by new entry uh, Two Wong Fu, which is the um. Has Pat got Wesley Snipes as a transvestite? Yeah, Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, and, and a third man. Obviously. Is that a remake of Priscilla Queen of the Dead? No, it's a completely different thing. I've not seen either of them actually, but it's it's a completely different thing. Um, there's a couple of other new entries, but they are absolutely awful looking. Um, I don't remember Last of the Dogmen and National Lampoon's Senior Trip was 
this was at the point when National Lampoon had, had really gone real terrible. Probably entertaining, Mark. Probably entertaining, yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. Anyway, um, so over in the UK box office, not really sure what else there was, but number one was The Bridges of Madison County. Which I made you watch one Which time. you made me watch one time, yeah. It was a waste of, of, of two hours. I don't, I don't really get it. I don't get The Bridges of Madison County. It's it, all about, you know... The one that got away, isn't it? It was just... It was Taking that chance or not. It was, I just thought it was kind of dull, Mike. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't get into the bridges of Madison County. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so not really a big week in uh, in news. I mean, US Open Finals this is obviously pretty big in sport, but not a huge amount going on. Other than, of course, the, uh, the uh, first uh, episode of the fall season... Of Monday, uh, Monday Night Raw. So we did a weird thing this time because mm. I'm living here temporarily <laughs> because of uh, personal issues. Um, we watched it together in silence, which was a bit kind of strange. Yeah, but I think it, it probably worked better. It would have been a podcast if we if we talked ourselves out on it. But yeah, so so Raw also apparently, as well as the first of their fall season, apparently this was the first episode. Shown on Sky Sports in Europe. Yeah, so it's 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 a good accident that this is I yeah. the first because it would have been the first row that we would have been able to watch. Yeah, I mean I've I've no memory of I it. I didn't watch it. I don't think I had Sky Sports at the time. I'm honest. Have Sky Sports either. Okay, well I mean so Raw anyway. Raw opens with uh, with a quick review of SummerSlam, which can only have been a few weeks before two or three weeks. Um, um, it had the second ladder match between. Razor and Sean. But Sean wins. Which I remember being really good, but gets a lot less fanfare than the first now. Well, I mean, it, it's the second, isn't it? So, and the first one was at WrestleMania as well. So, I mean, you can't you can't knock people for, for remembering that one more. But, yeah, I mean, so, Sean won that to win the Intercontinental belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked clean. Didn't didn't see anything wrong with that. That apparently has, has set up a... Um, a, a Title defense against uh, Psycho Sid for, for for tonight's Raw, so it's a it's about to be nice. Uh, I like that vignette with uh, Vince. Um, yeah, I mean it. So just not a vignette, the recap of SummerSlam. Yeah, so I mean it. Yeah. Just just to fill anyone in, uh, basically the Raw commentary team at this point is uh, is Vince and Jerry the King Lawler, and one of the things I I thought about about Raw in general, especially comparing it to to Nitro from last week. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the the simpatico between the two commentators is better. They, they have a better rapport. Well, maybe it's because I watched Nitro drunk last week. Yeah. Um, and maybe it was nostalgia making me think it was better than it was. But this week, well, we'll get into it. But We will get into to um, Nitro after we've done Raw. There is a reason we'll be doing Raw first. And if you do want to watch the shows and, and to keep up... We would strongly suggest you watch Raw first, uh, but anyway. But, but yeah, it was they. They were a lot easier with each other. Was... Yeah, I mean, you can tell they've been doing it together for for a little while now. Individually, like I mean, what you think of them as commentators? I think I think Bobby the Brain is is the best of the commentators available at the minute. See, I don't, and I hate myself for saying it, but I I thought it was. I think it's Lola. Yeah, Lola was also good. To be fair, okay. Well, anyway. But I wanted to prefer Bobby. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Lawler was Lawler was a, a he's a bit more high energy than from from both for Bobby. Vince McMahon and Lawler are really high energy. Yeah, they are. I mean, I mean we'll, Vince we'll McMahon, he's one pace and one tone, but it it, it does get you going. A bit. <laughs> it does get you going a bit. And look, we'll cover this more around his match, but I mean, they are big on Shawn Michaels. Well, we'll get we'll we'll. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll so we'll, we'll come to that. So, uh, but so the rest of the uh, the recap of of SummerSlam, there were some other matches. Most of them seemed a bit pointless. The only other one that seemed relevant to me was was Bulldog pulling a heel turn. Yeah. So, Rich Bulldog's pulled himself heel turn, and, and he's got a match with with Razor on on Raw. Apparently, well, his heel turn was against Diesel. Yeah. So he's he's attacked Diesel, who's who's champ, obviously. To uh, so it's it's just standard. Heel turn. I mean, it's been done a lot. You know, being passed over. So he's he's gone heel to to try and make a statement. Mm-hmm. You know, 
We'll, we'll see how it goes. Won't so it? I think, well, I think last week I, I said that um, I thought that the WCW uh, signature was good. Mm. The WWE one's amazing. It's better than it is now. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was quite good, actually. Yeah. But anyway... Um, is the song called I Like It Raw? It seemed to be. It was It was a Don't we all? strange song. <laughs> like, I... I couldn't really, couldn't really figure out what what was going on, but but yeah. So I mean, that's that's the start. But of it was all. cool. Yeah, it was it was it was actually quite good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did enjoy that. But so we go like one of the things as well, like cages so, and cop sirens. All yeah, that. like it goes straight into to the first match as well, though. Like there's there's no, for want of a better term, dicking about. Like basically, as soon as well starts after the, the SummerSlam bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is the start of the fall season, which I don't really understand what that means. We've only been off air for one week, but anyway, straight into that first match, and um, so they they kind of mix it up. So they have they have like some vignettes and some promos while people are walking to the ring. So like for for Razor's match, while he's coming out, we're treated to a bit of Dean Douglas. So there's a lot of Dean Douglas in this show. There really is. It's quite heavy on and Dean he's Douglas. He's referenced a lot in a, in in basically every match. Dean Douglas yeah, is referenced. Yeah, he 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 is indeed. And so Dean Douglas, in case people don't remember, at the time he's he's portraying a character who is uh, the Dean part. Is he he seems to be a university professor or dean, even though deans don't actually do any teaching as far as I'm aware. Um, so his whole thing is he gives people scorecards on on their matches and. He doesn't ever seem to be complimentary about anyone. So he's got into a bit of a ruckus with, with Razor, which is... Has it set up a match at, uh, in, in your, your house? house yeah. yeah, so their next pay-per-view is in your house. So Razor and, and Dean will be fighting there. Uh, anyway, so we get to... Um, we get to, to, the, to the first match, which is Razor against Bulldog. The British Bulldog in no way looking rounded up at this point. Well, he looks like he's lost... 50 pounds and he's got a bit of a skinhead he really does doesn't he <laughs> yeah Lola says he looks uh, streamlined yeah I think that might have been a comment on his hair as well because he's, he's he's got the short hair now but but yeah he certainly looks looks uh, a bit a bit slimmer than he did uh, yeah mm-hmm. so anyway match gets started uh, which is like I, I, I enjoyed the match like, uh, I thought it was a, really it was good a good match, match yeah. I'm not saying there's, there's anything wrong with this, and I wouldn't have obviously noticed when I was younger or cared, but it's a bit weird that Bulldog's doing all the power moves, mm. even though he's a smaller guy. Yeah, he is, but I mean, that, it's his whole, mm. that was his whole thing, wasn't yeah. it? He was supposed it's to be mostly... It's hard to watch now, for me anyway. Yeah, I'll give you that, but I mean, I've always thought Roman Reigns... He was doing all the slams and stuff, and Razor was just doing mostly punches and... Kicks. Yeah, he was. Bulldog also did that thing where, you know, as as a power guy, he he goes goes out and goes to the top rope. Mm-hmm. It's like, mate, you're a power guy. This 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 is like asking him to punch you in the face. So obviously it goes wrong. He gets knocked off of, of the top rope and and you know, kind of doesn't turn the match around. It's just one of those spots where I was like, yeah, like why why are you doing that? Why why have you put yourself in that position when you must have known it was gonna go badly? But anyway. Uh, so that goes on. Like I said, the match is the match is good though. It's pretty decent yeah, pace. It's, a good match. It's, it's decent, decent action. And then I quite like the finish as as, as well to to that one because basically the ref gets knocked down, doesn't he? So mm-hmm. Bulldog whips uh, Razor into him. I think he reverses an Irish whip in, into the ref. So then when, while the ref's down, Dean Douglas comes out and takes a pop at, at Razor. Comes off the top rope. Yeah. And then the one, two, three kid comes out as well to try and try even and the score, even the score. But basically, it's, it's actually it's it's quite good. So what, what happens is the, the ref recovers, so he sees one, two, three kids interference, but not Douglas's. And then Douglas gets out of the way, and one, two, three kid comes off the top. Yeah, and, and he, hits. So he hits. Um, it's actually hits it's interesting. Razor. Actually, yeah. he hits Razor, but Razor still gets DQ'd because the ref knows that they're mates. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not one of those things where. I only figured this sense. out as well in the aftermath. While it was going on, I didn't, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I mean, like, I thought it was a decent enough ending though for. for that for was a, a good ride. ending. Yeah, and then then we have some interview time with 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 Razor and, and the one two three kid. Uh, 
we found out that apparently Razor did the same last week and cost the one two three kid. Yeah, apparently but came came in out to, to stop him. To, well, I don't think it was Raw last week. I think it was uh, one of like the Saturday main event things or something like that. But anyway, yeah. So there's there's a bit of heat going on there between Razor and the one two three kid. Because for one, two, three, kid wants more respect from Razor. Or well, he, yeah, he keeps saying, "Stop, we're, we're great mates, but you treat me like a kid." Yeah, and actually, going back to something that you were saying, but one of the great things about this interview is it's just just an awesome running commentary from Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> so people are saying stuff, and he's just cackling and saying stuff like, "That's right." Yeah, you tell him, kid. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it is it is pretty uh, pretty exceptional. One of the other things I know it's fair as well, actually, is um, on the network, which is where we're watching it, they don't bother bleeping out the WWF. WWF. Yeah. Yeah, they, like, on the documentaries, they do they do bleep it, but they, they, they didn't on this one. So, uh, it's like, it's better. Like, it's, you know, it's the original thing, and, like, it's, it's weird to have it bleeped out. So, yeah, I'm glad they don't. But, yeah, so, like, I thought, good start to Raw. Like, real nice. Real well, nice I, I was thinking, what was I thinking? Uh, yeah. <laughs> where I was uh, thinking that um, WCW last week was good because compared to this, it was not. Surprised me how good this was. Yeah, it was. Because after my brief foray into research, I was expecting WWE to to be um, a bit a bit terrible. Yeah, the, yeah, I think it, we all kind of were. But it wasn't, yeah. and it was it was a good match. It was a good match, and then and the ending was nicely done. Yeah, it made sense. And it was clarified and now as well. I can't wait to see to Razor see... and the one, two, three kid have yeah, a match. It's a bit and weird. It's a weird kind of three-way storyline yeah, going yeah, on with Razor's kind of caught in two storylines, but, you know, I'm sure it'll shake out. Um, one thing to it, bear in mind as well is, like, and, you know, it doesn't come out too much on this one, but this would be, judging from the people who are there and who are on more, this must be, like, peak click time. So, like, the belts are, both, are on Diesel and Sean, and, like, Razor's kicking about, one, two, three kids getting in on stuff. Must have been must have been pretty peak uh, click time, really. Not seen any Triple H, though, so I don't, I don't know if he's in it yet. Um, Would he have been the original Triple H at this time, Hunter Hearst Helmsley? I mean, he would have been, yeah, the I'm not sure. gimmick. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's, if he's about, though. So, anyway, after the match, we get, we get some vignettes for... Uh, Owen and Yokozuna are tag champs at the minute. Seems like a strange combo. I, I can't really remember how it came about, but I'm sure they're probably... I briefly remember it being a thing. Bro. Yeah, like, when I saw it, I do I do remember it happening. And like, Owen's pretty decent. Owen, like, will, will be okay with it. And obviously, Yoko's Yoko. So, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, they, uh, apparently, they've got a match against uh, Men on a Mission. Because, uh... A tag team I'd totally forgotten about because uh, Viscera was one of them. Uh, yeah, was it as King Mabel. No, uh, yeah, King Mabel and Sermo, which was Viscera before he was Viscera. Viscera was King Mabel. Was he? Yeah. Oh shit, he was. Yeah, sorry, King Mabel. Yeah, uh, big fat King Mabel. Um. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But can't wait to see that. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a stretch. Like it's a tag. It's two tag no, teams of like... a fat guy and someone else. There's a lot going on in w- like they bombard you with stuff. They really do. I can't, like, I'm we're, we're we're doing this after watching it, and I'm that knackered me out. Man. Yeah, still still really settling down. Uh, turns out as well that Gorilla Monsoon is currently uh, the storyline interim president, who is being described as a fan friendly president. So yeah, Can I mean you that's take over Jack Tunney. He must have been pretty soon after Jack Tunney if he doesn't take over directly but yeah so that's where we are at the minute with with who with is that. jack tony he was the storyline president that's all i really know um it's a bit weird because there isn't there isn't a guy like that in wcw at the minute there's no there's no kind of figurehead storyline figure so like matches are just kind of happening and like it's not really explained how, how they're coming out it doesn't really make a difference to the show but it's no. just an interesting different way of doing it uh yeah so, so there's the smoking guns there is the smoking guns yeah 
What was interesting here was, like, I thought Billy Gunn looked, looked about 10 years older than he will in, like, five years' time. Like, he I looks in his mid-40s. He looked like a cowboy in an 80s TV show. He really, I mean, they both do a bit. And to be fair, that's the gimmick we're going for, so they can't be doing too bad. Uh, that was a squash match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, just, it was a pretty much a squash match against the Brooklyn Brawler and... Rad Radford. Yeah, Rad Radford. Don't know Rad Radford. <laughs> like his don't, name. Don't really want it. It wasn't a bad match. Like they kept going on about the Dallas Cowboys in it though. Not sure if that was because because of the cowboy gimmick, but like the commentary team spent a lot of time talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Because it was um And Vince McMahon's jacket. And Vince McMahon's jacket, yeah. So it was it was fingers. French cut from J C Penny A. Yeah. Surely was. Surely was. Awesome, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was thingy. It was uh, Tom Landry's birthday, so uh, who's he? He was the Cowboys coach that they won with. So the, the guy who coached the team that had Troy Aikman and won two or three uh, Super Bowls in the early nineties. And so yeah, so but I don't know which, which of that got them onto the Cowboys so much, but it went on for quite a while. It really did. So they mentioned. Um, one of the players as well, like who had just just moved to them. Anyway, as you say, the match was essentially a squash match. It wasn't a terrible one, but it was. It really did just just fill a, a space in time. The smoking guns won, by the way. Oh, they did win, yeah. Um, Rad Radford didn't get the W. No, no, and we all feel bad for him because you know we're not really expecting to see him again. But you never know. You never know. I uh, want to see Rad Radford again. Yeah, yeah, I don't. For some reason, no well, offense against we'll you. Disagree with him. Yeah, agree to disagree. So anyway, so then was a gold dust bin, yeah. So gold this, dust. I this was before gold dust became a joke. It was, and um, it was. I think it was before his in ring debut, actually. He was really good, gold dust. Yeah, I mean, it was at a time where they were very much using the word bizarre as a euphemism for many many things i don't think they could really settle on on one he was bizarre though he was bizarre but but really fair, bizarre and saying bizarre really yeah. you know they didn't have to settle on they kind of implied a bit a bit of a uh, bit of homosexuality obviously the cross-dressing but you know never had to say it we never had to tie it down which did really work better and if like yeah but um they actually mention uh the the two one crew film as well like Vince mentions it uh, after the the, the, the Goldust vignette, because obviously that's about. What about. does he say? He says something like Two Wong Fu, eat your heart out, or something like that. So I mean, it would have just been released in in the US. So so from that vignette, um, we get that Goldust is feuding with the Undertaker. Yeah. So he, he says, um, "Gold always shines light." Yeah, it's a, it's a bit weird. Like you'd you'd have to see it, but he basically suggests the Undertaker is a cloud over WWE, and he's gonna over evil clouds. Gold always yeah. shines like over evil clouds, and he's looking down on a city. Is it LA? I don't know. His whole thing was was LA. Like he and he talks about you know those creatures of the night down there. Yeah. Like, yeah, like and his promos always tend to start with a movie quote. Like I think this one was Night of the Living Dead, but yeah, I mean he. Like it was good. It was, as you say, it was genuinely a bit weird, but it was intriguing. Yeah, it was intriguing. Not jokey weird. Yeah, you can't. The um, what are they called? Golden Truth. No. Well, I mean, on the other side. Oh, the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, that's bad weird. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to them in 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 a bit. Like, uh, there's some some considerably weird shit. Goldust is believable weird. He is believable weird. Yeah. it's kind of strange, but yeah, I mean, he's obviously at some point he'll he'll eventually debut, and and we'll we'll see how he gets on. Uh, but yeah, but so I would be intrigued to see him. Yeah, me too, definitely. If I was watching at the time, and as you say, like this raw really was jam packed. Like you go straight from that straight into another match, which like again, this is just another squash match for uh, Isaac Yankum. Who's Kane? Who is Kane? Uh, he's also apparently. Jerry the King Lawler's personal dentist, um, which is a bit strange, but he's obviously he's in there. He was he brought in as part of his feud with Bret Hart, wasn't he? Yeah, well, they showed a clip of um, yeah. Jerry Lawler helping him against Bret. 
Yeah, so Brett out the ring. Or so anyway, so that that's a squash match against Scotty Taylor. Scotty Taylor, yeah, who who he did his best. Did did old Scotty, but he, he didn't get the W. Uh, and then, genuinely, my favourite bit. And then of being, in that though, there's, there's there's more of you know what grade would D- Dean Douglas give this? I yeah, think there's it, a was lot. In every match. Like, yeah, they, there is a lot of references to it. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Uh, but yeah, so then we're on to literally my favourite bit of of the entire Raw. And in your house, like promo. So in your house is coming up. It's the next pay per view on WWE. It's in a couple of weeks. They have a man who identifies himself as the Toddster and building he, uh, up to it. refers to us as dudes and or dudettes. I cannot stress this enough. The Toddster is an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is hilarious looking back, but that guy needs to have a long, good hard long look at himself because it is... Yeah, so of... for entertainment now, that was maybe the best thing of the whole show. Yeah, but it's... For entertainment, if I was watching it then... It is it is cringeworthy. Imagine you were sat just like in in your front room with your mates, like you know, hanging out watching TV, and your dad came in. I know people of our of our age will know this, but so you're a wrestling fan. It's a bit of a dirty secret. You don't really tell anyone at school that you like your wrestling, but you've a few people are maybe sitting on the fence and they secretly probably like it, or maybe you think they could like it. You get mm. around to your house. You go, look, wrestling is good. What? They watch they watch the show. And maybe if you were turning, maybe if you were like, you know what, this isn't too bad. Actually, this then, is actually really good. And when that comes on, you've lost them. Yeah. They're gone for that. They might, they might even beat you up before they leave. It, it is that bad. But anyway, like, so we'll go over uh, In Your House more. We'll do a, probably do a separate edition for, for In Your House. But in essence, there's a triple header match, so... Sean and Diesel are, are teaming against the actual tag champs, and basically, one of Sean or Diesel loses, they lose their title to the guy that the guy who it. pins him. Yeah. And then, if Sean or Diesel win, they're the tag champs. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that comes out of it is uh, Brett is fighting a pirate. So Brett the Hitman Hart, who isn't on this raw for some reason, is fighting an actual pirate-looking fella. Called Jean Pierre Lafitte, and this is this is the this is what Brett's being given. So his feud is based around this pirate guy, robbing the glasses. But but Brett used to to give to a fan. I mean, look, we'll maybe they'll build up to that feud in in next week's row. We don't know. We'll we'll have a look. But again, he is a pirate. Uh, And then then we get main event time. So it's uh, it's it's Sid against against Sean uh, for the IC belt. I put it just before we get to that. They they um, pr- 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 what, previewed or a few matches. Yeah, there was Who's some of us. Who's this Waylon Mercy guy? Because he looks scary. Look, we'll we'll cover that on on the uh, in I your just house. Made a note, Waylon Mercy. Yeah, he looks so scary. we will definitely cover that in in your house. He's he's not on this raw, so you know it's pretty jam packed full. So we will so get look, to him. He does look scary. He does. He actually, and again, we'll cover it more. He he looks like he kind of looks like Bray Wyatt. Like it's a very similar. He's got the like white pants and and it's got Hawaiian that shirt. Southern Gothic thing going. He on. does, but we'll come back to that. Uh, now, basically, while Sid and Sean are making their way to it to the ring, two observations. Sid does real believable psycho. He looks mental. Sid was amazing. That yeah. music and yeah. that look. That it's, was intense. It is. It is so. It's yeah. It's it's incredible. Like it. It's great. The other thing that happens during during the walk-ins, which is is up there with with the Toddster, <laughs> they genuinely try and sell you a Shawn Michaels hat and glasses. So the weird little cap that nobody in the world would wear. And if you get both of them, you get a poster. You get a poster as well. But like, I did want that hat though. Who would buy it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they gen they genuinely try and sell it to you. It's, also. Shawn Michaels looks like a stripper, like even more so than I remember yeah. him being. Yeah, he he he's a male stripper, and like and it really does question, make me question what young me was, why he yeah okay why I why I was so enamoured with him. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean there was nothing wrong with it. But no, no, I must have had some doubts. He was a great worker, to be fair, but but yeah. So I mean, and at this point, as we mentioned earlier. They go mental building Shawn Michaels. They like they cannot get 
they cannot get across Hewn enough how great he is. Like how many times during well, from the minute he 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 comes out and throughout his match, do they reference? Do they say his name? Oh, infinitely. They and they use they use. They call him the most flamboyant superstar in the world. The most resilient the superstar. Most, like, they just keep throwing words like that at you. And basically, it's it's like Vince is stuck on loop and he's just saying <laughs> Shawn Michaels. So, it's like someone go down there and slap him so he can get out of that Michael, weird Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Michaels. Yeah. Shawn, it, it goes on and on and on. And also, Shawn Michaels. one of the things that, like, would just get, like, just halfway through the match, I suddenly noticed the Million Dollar Man was there. Like, yeah, I, was, I, I, and I didn't know why. Because he, he wasn't. He he's wasn't managing Psycho Sid. Like, well, I figured that out later. Yeah, but, but it was very yeah. much a. It was a real. It wasn't even an afterthought. He just wasn't. He just appeared all of a sudden. And that he was it. Yeah, he didn't come out with Psycho Sid, did he? Uh, not, uh, I don't know. Because they cut away yeah. to trying to sell you the stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> it's impossible to tell. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a good match as well. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a really good big guy against against little guy match it's and they're really at this point trying to sell you that sean is also a real man yeah because he's quite scrappy in it he is yeah and like like it's it's good match you you can't knock it for that i mean one of the super weird bits in it like we said we watched it in silence but there were a couple of bits where we both looked at each other and laughed (laughs) and and one of them was there is a break there's like a break for ads in the match, and when it comes back, Psycho Sid has Sean in a bear hug, and Sean is uh, is weirdly gyrated, and like it's a really odd visual to go back to. <laughs> only as a wrestling fan can you understand the bear hug. Yeah. Anybody else who doesn't watch wrestling, the bear hug's not a good look. No, I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Like it's. It really slows a match down as well, which is okay sometimes. It's just, but... it's just how I explain it to other people who don't mm. watch wrestling. Yeah, that upsets me the most. Yeah, and I can I can see where you're coming from with that. Anyway, so Michaels eventually grabs a win with a super kick. Mm-hmm. Three of them. Well, the first one's to the stomach. Yeah, and then then he plants one right on right on the old the old chin, and then going back to your stripper thing, he actually does a strip tease in in the in the ring after winning. He doesn't. Like he shows. I mean, he was he was in good shape, Shawn Michaels. And he was nobody's nobody's and, knocking you know, him. All that. Uh, he basically shows you his pubes. He does, yeah. Which again, all the top was, of his pubes. Like still in the PG. And the top tech. of his bum crack. Yeah, still in the PG era. I mean, it wasn't. You know, it was in no way offensive. It was just. It was odd because it was. Well, he did. He he starts stripping when it's still dark. Mm. And well, there's obviously lights, but spotlights. Yeah, yeah. spotlights. Uh, and then the the lights come on. Yeah. And then he. Then he's he, like, ah, oh, yeah, best. He acts all pretend embarrassed. Yeah, but it's... also unbelievably obnoxious as well. Yeah, yeah, a, a combination that I don't think anyone in the world does as well as Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I look, but. The man's a genius. On a side note, none none of this is is knocking Sean. It's just a bit of a. No, I'm his biggest fan. Yeah, it, it's it's just a weird a weird sort of thing to be having on on TV at that time. And then so sort of matches over, so we get a quick interview with with Sean and uh, and Diesel, uh, which was which was decent. It's mainly Sean, obviously. Um, so they they have a quick chat about about the thing. Now they're not worried about the belts, and that's pretty much it for Raw. Except for pushing the um, the new generation. Oh yeah, they do. They say it a lot. Yeah. From that, I got. From that episode, the 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 two things that um stuck in my head quite a lot were well the pushing of the new generation. Yeah. And how much they pushed Dean Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I mean he was talked about. I don't remember him until Shawn Michaels came on when it was all about Shawn Michaels. Yeah, like we say, Vince McMahon said his name. He's so excitable. Michaels with the dropkick. Michaels with it. Oh, look at him go! Michaels is this. Michaels is that. You would not have been surprised to to hear Vince inform you that he was fully erect over (laughs) Shawn Michaels. yeah. But yeah, so what was that? But yeah, Dean Douglas. Every match was what would Dean Douglas think about this? What grade would he give this? Like, yeah, and I didn't realise he was such a big deal, Dean Douglas. Well, he had just come over from ECW, hadn't he? Um, so, 
Yeah, I don't know how over he, he, he was, but they were obviously at this point they they were they were really pushing him. He um, was um, top heel on that show. Yeah, certainly he was on that show. Yeah, um, and he's also not a pirate, although he does have a like he does have a, a kind of pointless gimmick. So you know, it's not that much better. But uh, yeah, so that's he's just a, a a nasty teacher. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad gimmick. It's Everyone hates nasty teachers. Yeah. yeah. As a thing, yeah, that that's kind of all right. He does yeah, do as a kid, you'd have been matches. like, he's a teacher, he's a bad guy. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? One of the odd things about about Raw, which it'll, it'll come up a fair bit, I think, during this, is it's obviously pre-taped, so they show what seems to be actual footage from next week's. So, like, I always was under the impression that they they tried to hock it off as live, but they didn't really seem to be doing that. They they you know they they showed you actual footage, which was interesting. No, not but, bad. Not bad, but yeah, it's just... Well, I mean, we'll come on to Nitro. So, uh, basically, I can't remember how far it in it is, so uh, I'll probably leave it for a minute. We, we'll cover it in a little bit, but it, yeah. Anyway, so Nitro. Monday Nitro. So, it's from Florida. It's actually in an arena this time. Mm-hmm. The arena seems full. There's not a lot of camera work, but, but would demonstrate if it wasn't. But, yeah, it opens with some big-ass fireworks as well. Like it, you know. Well, I remember last week I was saying was how I, I, I thought the signature was really cool. Mm. After seeing the raw one. Yeah. I, I mean, it's still alright, but the, the it's not even close, is it? No. But, like, I did like I did like the pyrotechnics when, when they come in. Also, is it just me or does the show seem... And I don't mean darker in a... Less I mean, well lit. lit. Yeah. It's it's really... It's less colourful. Yeah, I, do, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Um, yeah, I, I think you're probably right on that. But I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes along. It may have just been been Florida and how the lighting was. Or they may have just you know, certain different a bit arenas. Less yeah, I mean their, their, their color scheme is kind of kind of just metal, which is it doesn't lend itself great. Whereas what metal itself. and flames. Yeah, and you can't set fire to everything unless you can. Anyway, so basically we we have. We have a bit of a recap of, of last week's festivities with, with Luger and, and Hogan. Uh, one of the things that I noticed there is uh, Hogan's head is different colour to his body. <laughs> like, he's... Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, he, he can't... Like, he put it, like, it fades to lighter as his head goes up. So the top of his head is, is quite white. And, like, the rest of him is like a chestnut mahogany. mahogany. Yeah, it really is. He's, he's, his body is a different race to his head. <laughs> it really is. And then... Then there's a weird little thing, which I didn't really follow because I didn't... Uh, we're not... You know, we haven't watched it, so... Where they're, they're talking about Vader being AWOL. So... I mean, was that to get in... Luger. What they eventually get in? Well, you just give it away, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, sorry, lads. <laughs> but, but we'll come um, to that. Or, with, with the, I mean, was this shoot or, I don't know. or I have, storyline? I have a feeling that this was that this was a shoot thing, but... We'd have to look it up, but like I don't want to look it up. No, but anyway, so yeah. storyline. He's he, they he's just got AWOL. So basically, War Games is coming up. Uh, it's it'll be the next one actually. It'll probably be the next podcast because it's the next uh, thing. That so was on it TV. was supposed to be Vader, Sting, Sting, Macho Man, and Hulk Hogan versus the Dungeon of Doom, with a stipulation that if Hogan's team wins, he gets like ten or fifteen minutes in the ring alone with Kevin Sullivan, who is the the leader the of Puppet Master. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's the leader of Dungeon of Doom. So, but anyway, but Vader's AWOL. Apparently, he hasn't turned in his paperwork, which they, they keep keep mentioning for some reason. So he's not eligible to compete. So yeah, so that's um that's a real thing. But again, they they move on, and then we get the uh, the build up from last week of of Sabu coming in, turns into a match with Sabu against a man in a leather jacket, uh, random guy, Alex Wright. I That's Wonder Kid. Yeah, I thought this was going to be just, just a squash match when he came in in a leather jacket. I really did. So, at first I refused to write his name down. But he actually does really well in this match, Alex Wright. And, and he's only 20. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, The match was good. Yeah, the match was good. And I really thought... Um, Compared as well to... Um, so, last week as the opener was Brian Pillman and... Uh, yeah. Jushin Thunder. Liger. Liger. Uh, this was well better. It was. Like, one of the things with, with this, like, and I think it's just going to be one of those things you'll, you'll get with a guy like Sabu. Obviously, the commentary team 
keep mentioning how unpredictable he is. And, and yeah, and how he'll, he'll do anything to try and win. And they, they mention stuff like hitting people with chairs and stuff. And you just kind of start by thinking, but all of this stuff is illegal in the WCW. You won't win, you'll just get disqualified. But to be fair, they do a decent job of getting him like this like high risk stuff early. Like he jumps, puts a chair, jumps off it, and Alex Wright dodges and he, he goes in, into the barrier. Yeah, and, and it's decent, but like I, genuinely, the, the one thing I took out of it was, like I say, I thought it was going to be a squash match for Sabu. And like, I thought Alex Wright was really decent. Like well, he, he did was, a mixture of proper wrestling moves, yeah. you know, German suplexes. He did this weird flippy thing off the top rope and landed on his feet. He did, yeah. And like a somersault, was it? Pretty much, yeah. It was. I don't a know what where. Moon salt. Don't know where the, the yeah. line between somersault and backflip is, if I'm honest. But, but yeah, he did some stuff. So, the the one big problem I had with the match was was how how it how the actual match ended. So, so like Alex Wright was on top at the time, and then then Sabu suddenly does a move, and then there's a kind of disappointing pin. What was it? it was like a Frankensteiner and then a pin. At the end yeah. Of it. Which uh, we later found out was called um, an Arabian press. An Arabian press, but yeah. Nobody in the world that, does it better. You found that out after the yeah. next thing happened. But basically, and then, like, so the actual finish to, to the match, like, even the commentators were like, oh, is it over? Because it was sounding like it, the actual end did fall, fall a bit flat, but then, uh, then Sabu. Oh, we got in the match as well. We got a where the big boys play. Uh, we, yeah, we're going to get a fair few of those, mate. Sabu's so, so actually quite little as well, which is, uh, you know, just somewhat very mad. Well, you found a lot, because in ECW, they were all smaller guys, so yeah, yeah. when these guys went into different, well, the, you know, the big two after that, quite a lot of them looked a bit small. Yeah, they... they, they smaller than you thought they would be, because yeah. when they were with each other, you can't really yeah, tell. Yeah, you can't really tell, but, but anyway, so having won the match, Sabu, for reasons only known to himself... Uh, decides, it's unpredictable. We yeah. did tell you. So he decides to 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 take uh, to take young Lighty outside and and give him a bit of a scene to in a violent non-sexual way. So he like he puts him through a table and stuff and 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 then, unsurprisingly, he has his division uh, decision reverse and and Light wins by disqualification because as I was saying, all of that stuff is illegal in the WCW. Like it was. Oh yeah, he's willing to go and get a bat and beat you up. It's, yeah, then I'll just beat well, him. It was as Heenan says, um, attempted manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what? But is it, is it Mongo who says like who asks what he's been disqualified for? And he just <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? He puts a man through a tent. You can't do that. Um, which is fine. But like, it was a good start to to it actually. Like, and I there was a worry that obviously with, with Sabo, like. Not a lot of his stuff is with tables and, and whatnot, like how they would get that into a match. But it was shoehorned in, but But I mean it still worked. It wasn't wasn't terrible. Like it was it was okay, you know what I mean? It was okay. Uh, and then so that, that that went by pretty 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 nippy. It was like you know, there was no waiting for it to end or anything. And we get the return of actually before that we get Mean Gene with, with Flair, wasn't it, up next? Yeah. So Flair cuts for him, surprisingly brief promo. Because, uh, you know, he's, he's big on a promo. Uh, so basically, he's he's cutting a promo about himself and Arne and how they were big mates, but, but Arne's, you know, no longer by his side. He does for for, for horseman sign and, and stuff. Um, it's a good promo. Like, it, it's real good. Like, it, it's, it's Ric Flair, so, you know, it's not going to be bad, but... Yeah. Four Horseman stands for the symbol of, of excellence. excellence. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so he 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 really hammers home that that they they were the best of mates and 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 now they're not a bit. Then for some reason Luger comes out. <laughs> yeah, this this I didn't know what went on. He, yeah, he, he just came appears. Many uh, went ah oh, Rick shucks and then just left. Yeah, and like to be fair, I enjoyed Rick's bit of that promo. <laughs> so 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 Rick starts going on about Colgan and and how you know. Uh, how he's like, uh, sorry, how Luger is is the total package, and and he, and he's there, and he's gonna beat Hogan, and then he, he refers to, he refers to Lex Luger as package. He says, "I'm a package. It's gonna take it, take that belt away from you, and your package." <laughs> and then, and like you say, Lex basically just goes, "Oh, Vic, you scamp," and then just leaves. So, kind of a 
bit pointless, but still a lot of fun, I thought. I mean, maybe I'm as well... I don't know, maybe maybe I'm imagining it, but does he now seem a lot bigger than he was in WWE? Luger? Ah, I, mean, I can't remember for, him in for, WWE. For reasons that are obvious, but he does seem to... Like, the, the man is an Adonis. Massive. But I remember him in WWE when he was doing the, the Narcissus gimmick. Yeah, he wasn't. And, um, and he, I, rem- I remember he lo- I thought he looked smaller than when he was in WCW, but now he seems to look massive again. Possibly. I, I don't remember to compare. So so anyway, so that, that goes off. And then we get... So Michael Wall Street from, from last week have a promo, gets his in-ring debut. And a personality, well, a name change. Yeah, comes in and is announced as VK Wall Street. Which is obviously a nod to Vincent Kennedy. McMahon, yeah. Um, I don't really know why, because it isn't clear enough uh, a dig at him and, and Vince McMahon isn't a big Wall Street businessman. It's Also, for a, for a TV audience, which is, I yeah. assume, what they're trying, it's needless and Michael would have been better. Yeah, it's just it's just odd. And for someone who isn't, you know. And all the commentators, like, the commentators like, why is, why is he... What's with this VK stuff? And everyone's like, don't know, mate. You'll have to ask him. You'll have to ask him. And make an appointment. Maybe somebody will at some point. But, so this, and this also, just just as this match gets started, uh, WCW is, Nitro is, is, is live, whereas Raw is, is taped. So they they tell you the result of the, of the main event of um, of Raw. So uh, Bischoff tells you that, that Shawn Michaels beats Sid with a, a super kick that but wouldn't beat a green belt at the YMCA, I believe it is. Um, That's exactly it, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's that it's it's an interesting little dynamic because obviously they can do it because cause they're live and, and it is. If it they'd is have said. told you that, would you have switched over? I, I would have probably switched over anyway to see Sid against Shawn Michaels rather than Hogan against Luger, if I'm honest. But, I, yeah, I would have. Yeah, I'd, I'd have switched over to, to, to see that. So, I mean, it could be double-edged, but, like, I didn't mind it. They also, at what some point... What do you point, think of um, VK Wall Street singlet? Oh, I was, I've actually got a note on this. I was going to bring this up. It's terrible. I hate... Like, his <laughs> ring is awful. He looks like somebody has bought a very poor million-dollar man costume. Like, because obviously the million-dollar man just has, has for trunks, but, like... He's so, got a singlet with the same symbol. With the dollar, the dollar symbol on, but it just... Like, it's much bigger of a dollar symbol because it's on a singlet and it's both sides and it does, like I say, it looks like uh, just a fake million dollar man and and it's, it's just, there's just no point to it. It's weird. Um, also, I like Sting, but we just watch Raw. Hmm. He's, how it, Sting is so 80s. He's pretty high energy, though. I don't mind him. No, as a performer, I like him. Yeah. Just his get up and his intro compared to the stuff that they're trying to do on Raw. It's like, it's just very dated. Yeah, i got to agree with you. There's also, just another thing with, with Sting. I can't another... believe we're calling things dated. Yeah, but we're... Anyway. <laughs> A long so, time ago. Yeah. We're dated. Yeah, we are. But, so, Sting, there is another point in this match where, once again, I was like, Sting has to have touched his penis there. So, I don't... Maybe... maybe Maybe it's just me, but but yeah, come on, Sting. You gotta gotta watch where you put most hands, mate. <laughs> but, but and then then Sting wins clean was was the one thing that with a with a move that I wasn't familiar that he won with. No, he did. So he does a a crossbody from from the top. Uh, not that familiar with, with Sting. Not something you'd associate with him. But, Again, I'm no um, as well expert on wrestling logic and booking, but. After all that effort with Wall Street, yeah, you know, we had vignettes on last week. You were building him up as as a threat to to the main guys, and one just of your main guys has just beat him fairly easily. Fairly easily, yeah. With about two, there wasn't even there wasn't even a case of like from that match. I still don't know what VK Wall Street's signature move he is. He didn't do that much better than Rad Radford. No, he would. It was a squash match for a guy that you you've been built. That's. As you say, we don't want to get into that too much, but I mean, we will mention it because it, like, the fans, you know, fans. But do even see I'm it. noticing it. Yeah, and like, yeah, I was, I was very, very surprised. But like, I mean, I wasn't surprised that Sting beat him. 
I was surprised they put him in with Sting for his first match. Yeah, that makes no sense. Why would you do that? But anyway, that was that. Was that. It was it was okay. But in terms of a match, it was it was kind of it was kind of nothing because like yeah, Sting wins it pretty quickly and pretty clean. But that brings us on to to Scott Norton against against Randy. Um, um, I so, was surprised with Scott Norton's attire. Yeah, he looked a bit weird. Uh, no, just I I thought they were gonna go down that he's a legit. I thought he'd have wore something that was less wrestlingy. Yeah, I mean but I can maybe, see why maybe, they did. Maybe maybe. Yeah, so there's um, no reason to think they they bill him as a as a professional arm wrestling champ as well. Uh, so again, like this. Comes back to last week where they're trying to build him as like a, le- a legit hard guy. He's like, he's a real dangerous man, that kind of thing. This for me was probably as well the best match of the two shows. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to agree. I mean, it's very much for the most part Randy getting beaten down. Um, but then, like, he, there's a believable, like, Randy digs deep. It, it's got. It's got a good story, this it's got match. A really good change of direction. Yeah, it, it really it makes sense. It's a solid, solid match. There's, there's decent action in it. Uh, the Dungeon of Doom come out towards the end, seemingly to beat up Randy, but but it, it goes a bit wrong. Uh, one of them, Shark, obviously, Earthquake. Yeah. He kind of falls on, uh, on Norton's legs, and Randy does his uh, elbow to the heart off the, off the top rope and uh, gets the win and gets out there before he gets beaten up. Uh, which was nice. Uh, so, also one thing from from the Dungeon of Doom. This is so it's the first time on Nitro we've seen Kevin Sullivan properly. You don't, he doesn't do a lot. You, you don't see him, but like his gimmick seems to be he just has comically large fake eyebrows drawn on in black, which is, which is weird. I don't I don't understand what what well, that's for. I, I've I've just watched the first episode of Nitro. Mm. And the second episode of Nitro. I've not watched any WCW before yeah. this. They're the, they're a, what's it four brawl whether they're gonna face off. Yeah, you've told me nothing about the Dungeon of Doom. I don't know. I don't even know who's in it. I only yeah. know off my own. Well, that's Earthquake. Yeah. Um, that's Brutus. That's come out. But they've not. I know more about Michael Wall Street than I do about the Dungeon of Doom. It is strange, yeah, I'll, I'll grant you that. And, like, in particular, like, one of the odd things as well is, especially watching Raw, Raw left me in absolutely no doubt what's going on uh, um, well, like uh, I said, in at, your house. At times, a little bit too much. And basically, I I picked up the stipulations of, of the main event from War Games by piecing things together. Mm-hmm. Nobody said, this is what's happening at War Games. Like, it was, was just assumed that you knew that Vader being AWOL was a problem because Hogan's team were down a man, but nobody actually said it, which, like you say, it's a bit strange. But but then we get Hogan against against Luger. So, again, this was made last week. And just before going, I wrote this down before the start of the match. I am so sure the Dungeon of Doom will interfere in this match, but it, it causes me a small amount of physical pain. <laughs> um, like, if... But it's one of those things, and it's not WCW's fault, but it's all set up. Like they, those guys have to come out. It's the only logic. Like basically, you can't imagine Luger will win the title, but like having him beat clean by Hogan at this point would be a bit pointless as well. So surely it's the only way to go. Yeah, the match. It's uh, oh also well like we didn't pick up on it too much last week, even though he he was there. But uh, Hogan has Jimmy Hart as his manager at this point. She's kind of a bit odd because he was always a heel manager when I, whenever I saw him, and Hogan with a manager just a, seems like a bit of a waste of a manager. Like, what are you going to do with like with Hogan? You stand in the background while he rants about pasta. Also, Jimmy Hart looks like a bad guy. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he's not. He's a lovely man, but uh, yeah, the he looks. He's got a heel look going on. So he looks annoying. He does. He does. Like his whole thing, like like the mouth of the south. It's a, it's a I know him thing. as a bad guy. Yeah, and I think everyone did. Mm. I'm sure he did fine. I just like it doesn't affect the match in any way. It's just a, it's yeah, but a, we yeah. all know what's going to happen at Fall Brawl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd have to think, wouldn't you? But anyway, we'll see. Now the match itself was, I mean, it was pretty slow paced. They they both do a, a little bit of no selling early on. 
during the match was concern about Macho Man's ribs. Yeah, because after his match with, with Nanton, he got, got a bit beaten up. His ribs were apparently injured. So that's setting up, uh, oh, is he going to be fit for... Yeah, exactly. Is another one going to not be available? And then... Yeah, there's a there's a weird, a weird false finish thing where, where Lex for some reason thinks has Hogan in the the torture rack and for some reason thinks he's won so so lets him out. I can can I can see why they did it. So basically Hogan doesn't have to quit and it doesn't have to make it look like the torture rack's rubbish. So but, he thinks he's won it, doesn't he, Lex? Yeah, so he, he so he lets go of the hold, and then shortly after H- Hogan hooks up. Um, one of it actually. Was a glorious bit of irony in in this match as well. So as well as my earlier thing about giving you the results in this match, uh, Bischoff has a dig at Diesel. So basically, he um he he says that that the, the champ over in WWE never got above mid card status in WCW, which is true. He was there as um he also when um, Vincent Vegas, I think it was Vinny Vegas. Vinny Vegas. Yeah. He also when he's um, when Lex is getting um beat up a bit. Yeah. You know, says like oh, he's not used to the competition. Yeah, yeah, he's not like, used to this kind of competition. Yeah, it's Where interesting. The big boys play. Obviously, the, the Digger Diesel is ironic because, as we all know, in in a couple of years, basically him and he's going to be running the show. Yeah, he he he's going to basically be the, the biggest thing ever to happen to WCW. So, uh, well, you know, arguably, probably not. In all fairness, but but yeah, so then that happens, and then. So Hogan hulks up, does his shtick. Does the big foot, the leg drop, and then uh, the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, then the Dungeon of Doom turn up as they were always gonna. Uh, So Macho and Sting come out for the save, which is nice. Then we have an interview with with those four and and Mean Gene. So there's a a bit back and forth about, oh, whose side is Lex Luger on? Because... um, they never laid a finger. Yeah. The Dungeon of Doom came out, but they never attacked Luger. So they never laid a finger on Luger. Yeah, I found it surprising that the guy, that they went on about that as much as they, they did. I mean, you they don't know Lex Luger. Away. Like, yeah, Hulk Hogan is is obviously the guy they're going after. Why would didn't they? Didn't Macho as well say that because when they didn't attack Sting? Yeah, was it Sting or Jimmy Hart? Oh, it might be Jimmy Hart. I don't know. Yeah, it was Jimmy Hart, actually. Yeah, it's a... So, Savage is going nuts, isn't yeah. he? Claims he doesn't doesn't trust Luger. But then, then Sting steps in as Peacemaker. He does a decent job here, Sting. And basically, Sting suggests they get Lex Luger in to replace um, to replace uh, Vader in their, their weird war games thing. And then Hulk Hogan does, does a thing that always irritates me about him. Feels the need to spell it out. You hate Hulk Hogan. Like, to a degree which is just bizarre. So he goes, wait, are you telling me that you want to have Lex Luger to our team? To which Sting somehow manages to resist the urge to go, yes, I have directly said those exact words at least three times. I don't understand the confusion. But but he doesn't. He says, yes, that's He's basically a what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But, and to be fair to Hogan, like, I made that sound like a real negative. I'd like... We we have we have actually complained a couple of times in WCW about them not clarifying things, but and and again similar from last week. Hogan stays on message. He makes sure that you know exactly what's going on. Like there's no way to get it wrong with Hogan. You you know what the deal is. You know what's happening. So it's not the end of the world. It's just in this particular case it seemed ridiculous. But anyway, so so that goes, and that's basically the end of that. So they agree it. Um, so. Luger gets added in exchange for a future title shot. And then we go back to the commentators and they, they see us out. And <laughs> I've just noted that, like, as as it goes down and, like, as the show ends, you just hear Bobby Bavainin and just randomly say, we're going at it again? Just just as just as the, the, the TV show ends. So God only so knows right, what was going on. But what makes you feel, you know... It doesn't yeah. stop just because the cameras. They're, they're still... Yeah, it was... Yeah, no, it was a good little, good little thing. Like, I, I didn't mind it, so... So Nitro overall, I've, it was hit and miss. Nitro. Well, obviously, I watched. This is last week. I didn't watch it sober, so I watched it sober um, this week. Uh, yeah, that sound is, is basically Nitro. Now, as you say, I mean, one thing to note is it did have what was probably the best match, which was Savage well, against. Savage is a genius, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he really isn't. And um, the Sabu match was was good as well. 
it's just a case of there was a lot of unlike raw it feels less jam-packed than raw everything was quite spaced out you had plenty of time to, to get everything done um, raw was a, a okay it was a to the senses, yeah, wasn't it? it really, bam, it really, bam, 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 bam. It really was, yeah. But like Nitro, much less so. And overall, like there was there was a lot of stuff that just felt a bit flat. Like Sting and, and Wall Street was just just a, a bit a bit nothingy. And like having the Dungeon of Doom run out twice is a bit. Do we need them twice? Like that seems a bit bit over. Bit of overkill. I, mean, I don't even know who they are really. Yeah, and Sting's kind of everywhere as well. So, but. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It wouldn't have. But I've seen two episodes of Nitro now. I've mm. seen one of Raw. I know everything that's happening in the, in the WWE. They do a great job of getting that info in. I mean, they also try and hock you. And random, why things are happening? Random things you. I know what about Shawn Michaels hat. No, nobody does. But yeah, so I mean, I think basically the conclusion we're getting to here is is Raw's pretty much the clear winner this this week. By miles. More than yeah. I thought it would be at this stage as well. Yeah, so, I mean, last week, d- despite my claims to the country, last week w- was called a no contest, basically. So, so Raw's taken an early lead, which which is interesting. So, basically, we'll be taking a, a quick, quick, not break from the Monday Night Wars, but the next podcast will we'll be covering Fall Ball War Games of, of the WCW, so... So we'll have a, a little special edition where we just, just go over that and, and see what's what. So obviously it won't be competing with anything because if the pay-per-views don't go head-to-head, maybe we'll score it out at 10. Maybe we'll just say, would we buy this or not? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I've maybe score out at, uh, scoring out at 10 is tricky because, you know, like what we score here, the, it Depends might not change. In your life, doesn't yeah, it? it really does. So anyway, so that will be released at some point next week, I would imagine. But yeah. So, tune in for that, and then, obviously, we've got Raw and, and Nitro both back on for the 18th of September, 1995. So, some interesting stuff going down. Kind of hope we see Bret Hart is, is my main main thing for next week. Wasn't on it at well, all. Like we, like we Let's see him get on, him. Mate, you know, Sean's got mm. this going on, Diesel's got this going on. They've all got these really cool and interesting feuds going on, uh, and Bret's feuding with a pirate and like he doesn't even look, he looks like a he looks like a pirate costume from a fetish shop it's 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 very very strange but yeah anyway so join us next week for that and hopefully hopefully we'll get some of that anyway, peace out everyone have a good night